0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. We have all the Antonio Brown trade backlash, including how the Steelers got played and Brown got paid. Welcome to the Steelers Update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. For Steelers Nation, it will henceforth be known as the Saturday Night Massacre. That being the wee hour weekend trade of receiver Antonio Brown to the Oakland Raiders for what many Steeler fans see as chuck change. As word of the deal was breaking, fans were quick to attack the Steelers for letting Brown beat them. That's because Pittsburgh parted with the All-Pro receiver for a pittance of draft picks, a third-rounder and a fifth-round from Oakland. That's a far cry from the first-rounder the Steelers reportedly wanted, and it makes talk about possibly taking the Raiders' second-rounder, the 35th pick overall, as a consolation prize seem now like hitting the lottery. Instead, the Steelers get Oakland's 66th and 141st pick in the upcoming 2019 draft. Just let that sink in. Before the start of the season, the Steelers extracted a third rounder from the Raiders. That was the 79th pick in the 2018 draft for Martavis Bryant. That's the receiver whose repeated marijuana use has all but baked himself out of the NFL. No wonder some fans are looking at the deal for Brown, who has rewritten the record books for receivers over the last five years, and feel the Steelers got played, outplayed, and badly. Yet, many of these same fans were probably the ones saying the team should cut Brown outright. That was after Brown went AWOL in the final regular season game, then started talking smack about everyone from Coach Mike Tomlin, GM Kevin Colbert, and quarterback Big Ben Roethlisberger. Brown, meanwhile, is the unquestioned clear winner in all of this. His now brilliant strategy of breaking his contract with the Steelers with three full seasons remaining could set a troubling precedent for other players to follow. Brown basically acted crazy to get out of his deal and out of Pittsburgh. MASH fans may remember the character Klinger, who donned a dress to try to get out of the Army. No, Brown didn't wear women's clothes, but basically he ran a play from Klinger's old playbook. He made himself too toxic to remain with the Steelers. And the team ended up paying a premium ...to finally free themselves of the ongoing Brown distraction. And what was Brown's motive in all of this? He wanted more money, and he wanted more of that money guaranteed. And the Raiders are giving him just that. Before the trade was announced, the Steelers very generously gave Brown and his agent permission to negotiate with Oakland. That was all it took for Brown to become again the highest paid receiver in the NFL... Here are the numbers. According to Ian Rappaport, Brown's new deal takes his three remaining years of $17 million per that he had from the Steelers and turns it into a deal worth $19.8 million per year with the Raiders. Quote, Essentially, AB took the remaining $38.925 million over the next three years and turned it into $50.125 million plus $4 million in incentives. That's a grand total of $54.125 Rappaport tweeted. And that is plenty of motive. Brown had 54 million reasons to to do what he did with the Steelers these last three months. Basically, make Pittsburgh's life miserable on social media and in actual media interviews. The real debate is whether the Steelers lost. Yes, the draft picks aren't what they wanted, but they have moved a major major distraction out of town and they will have a bit more ammunition in the draft to rebuild. And there is plenty of work to do on offense. Brown and his equally discontented former teammate running back Le'Veon Bell are both gone. But talent does remain on offense, including Juju Smith-Schuster, who tweeted, quote, I'm ready, right after the Brown trade was announced. On defense, there are many more holes that have to be filled should this 2019 version of the Steelers have any hope of sniffing the playoffs. Finally, there are real questions whether the Steelers brass coaches, organization, GM, know how to handle elite talent given the twin blow-ups with two of the killer bees, Brown and Bell? Did they placate Brown too much? Definitely. Did they misread Bell when they slapped on the franchise tag for the second year in a row, leading to his 2018 season-long holdout? For sure. But did they learn their lessons? Perhaps not, because Colbert gave his franchise quarterback a huge pass when it comes to Ben throwing his teammates under the bus. Big Ben calls out his teammates' performance on his Pittsburgh radio show. But as punishment, Roethlisberger's getting a big new contract from the Steelers that will carry to him into his 40s with the team. Oh yeah, and Colbert described the rest of the Steelers as 52 kids, with Roethlisberger, the clear veteran leader. For many, this means the Steelers' eye-before-team culture that has infected the locker room and led to underperformance in the playoffs is still intact. But the long Steelers Nation nightmare that has been the Antonio Brown saga is over. Fittingly, it concludes with what many fans see as a Saturday Night Massacre, at least in terms of the Steelers getting any real return on that trade. But the good news is whatever comes next can only be better. Right? Actually, no. Replacing Brown and Bell and their league-leading production will not be easy. And only a true change in the Steelers' culture can prevent more distractions from cropping up For the organization some have branded as Team Turmoil. And then there's that Steelers defense. The work of rebuilding the black and gold into anything resembling a Super Bowl contender is just starting. But that is the good news. At least the focus now is on 2019 and getting better as a team. But before we go, we're going to give you much more on all the backlash and blowback for that shockingly short on value Antonio Brown trade by the Steelers. First off, perhaps the first rounder for Brown was never in the cards. From Pittsburgh radio guy Andrew Filipponi: quote, I can't believe people really thought the Steelers were going to get a first round pick. Amari Cooper went for a one. Amari Cooper didn't quit on his team, act like a jackass incessantly, and make outrageous contract demands, unquote. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler answers why the trade value for Brown just wasn't there, quote, Steelers will be relieved but probably not elated with the draft haul in the Brown trade. They sought significant compensation and got a third and a fifth which hardly guarantees finding a star wide receiver to replace Brown. But options were limited by Brown's contract demands and behavior. Many other teams dropped out, unquote. A few had whiplash from fans wanting Brown gone now to, to when the trade was finally announced to demanding more in, ter- in return. Radio guy Colin Dunlap tweets this quote: "Pittsburgh is crazy as hell. I remember a time when every wanted everyone wanted to run AB out of town for for dancing in the end zone. Now he quits on his team, threatens a reporter, drives 100 miles per hour, etc. And you're mad the Steelers quote let him win." Like, which one is it? Dunlap asks. Hey, the real question for me is where the Steelers go from here. But there are no solid answers. Some insist the team is better off without all the distraction and selfishness. Radio guy Mark Madden has been on this theme from the get-go. He tweets, quote, the Steelers didn't lose a guy with a bunch of rings. They lost an absolute blank head, who, by the end, hurt more than he helped. A.B. played the Steelers, and they didn't get what they should have, but in the long run, this helps. Hashtag Toxic Twins R.I.P. Unquote. And Filipponia again, also on the addition by subtraction theme. Quote, the Steelers won the trade because they got rid of Antonio Brown. How is it a win for the Raiders? They kept draft picks but got duped into a new AB contract. I give Gruden and Mr. Big Chest one year together before it's a total meltdown there, <clears throat> Some warn that Brown's playbook For getting out of that Steelers contract is going to be repeated by other malcontented stars. TV sports guy Bob Pompiani tweets, quote, Thoughts on Antonio Brown. One, he got everything he wanted despite walking out on his team, publicly embarrassing them, and demanding a trade and a new deal. He and his agent operated this like an episode of Ballers, that's the HBO show, about sports agents in the NFL. Two, the Steelers had no other choice but to get rid of him. Three, bad precedent is set, unquote. Others insist the Steelers don't know how to handle elite stars who need some ego stroking. Internet talk show host Bryce Rossler tweets, quote, One of the best RBs actually skipped a year rather than play for the Steelers. One of the best wide receivers threatened to do the same. They just missed the playoffs, and their declining quarterback has a habit of throwing teammates under the bus. Pittsburgh is a tire-fire franchise, too. Unquote. This, by disgruntled fan Brian Tinsley, echoes these sentiments. Quote, What does the Bell and Brown situation say about the Steelers being able to handle elite all-pro talent? They mismanaged them completely. I guess they need to stick to drafting mediocre guys they can handle, unquote. Finally, on the sobering, if not insurmountable task ahead of rebuilding the Steelers' locker room and culture with team-first playmakers. SteelersDepot.com chief Alex Cazuro says this, quote, replacing Antonio Brown, going to take more than one person, let's be honest, will be the hardest thing Mike Tomlin has had to do as Steelers head coach. Second toughest for Colbert, only trailing, finding a franchise QB, Ben, of course, unquote. But sports writer Paul Zisey reminds us the Steelers' offense is far from a bare cupboard. Quote, now that Brown is gone, look at Steelers' offensive personnel. Line, QB, tight end, RBs, and wide receivers tell me which AFC team other than Kansas City has a better complete package on that side of the ball the Steelers still have one of the best offenses in football, unquote. Chris Dawkish echoes this point with some nice stats, stating, quote, The Steelers' offense will not have to get by with a QB that threw for over 5,000 yards, an RB that had 1,470 total yards and 13 TDs, a wide receiver that had 1,426 yards, two tight ends that combined for 80 catches and over 1,000 yards, and three all-pro linemen, unquote. Hey, but let's not kid ourselves. There is work to do, even with Brown. The Steelers missed the playoffs last season, and that is huge. Of course, the Steelers do have a new season ahead and a clean slate, and the chance to begin rebuilding starts with free agency, which starts this week, and we will have all of the Steelers' move, moves and what they mean on your next Steelers update from PenLive. So download the podcast wherever you download your favorite audio, and, of course, log on to PennLive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.